A woke LGBT mob forced the cancellation of a popular Calgary gay community talk show after the host voiced support for Danielle Smith's parental rights platform. The University of Waterloo has disabled several vending machines on campus after students discovered that the snack dispensers had facial recognition technology installed. United States officials have been pressuring the Canadian government to reimpose visas on Mexican citizens after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau did away with the requirement in 2015. Hello Canada, it's Monday, February 26th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A popular Calgary-based gay talk show host says his show was dropped by the LGBT network Out TV after he voiced support for Alberta Premier Danielle Smith and her recently announced gender and parental rights policies. David Olton says he's also faced online abuse from queer activists who've called him homophobic slurs, labeled him as a traitor, and accused him of supporting a genocide of transgender people. Olton has been the host of the award-nominated show called Face to Face with David since 2020. The LGBT-oriented fashion and entertainment show featured interviews with celebrities. While the show is self-produced, it has been streaming on OutTV, in addition to other networks like Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, Global TV, and the Oprah Winfrey Network. On January 31st, Alberta Premier Daniel Smith announced a ban on gender reassignment surgeries for minors, a ban on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for children under 16. She also created a requirement for parental notification and consent before a student under 16 can change his or her name or pronoun at school. Smith also announced a ban on biological males participating in women's sports in the province. Following the announcement, Olton, who identifies as a center-right UCP supporter, gave interviews to legacy media outlets. These are very complicated and nuanced topics. People were asking for policy and asking for some kind of regulation to be implemented, and so I think she's managed to strike an appropriate balance. Olton says he then began getting hate from queer activists shortly after speaking to the media. Activists also took issue with an Instagram post of himself with Danielle Smith. The level of homophobia and hate speech and nasty comments and messages and threats directed to me have been astronomical, Olton told True North. And 99% of it is from within the LGBT community. So one thing I've noticed uh, over all these past few years and just like my observations regarding the LGBTQ community and how heavily they enforce their own orthodoxies is that they treat people who stray from those views way worse than they treat people on the outside or people who have been critics for a very long time. And I think this is a very good example of that. When it comes to the woke cult, heresy is an unforgivable sin. If you stray from their strict edicts, they will treat you worse than the enemy. And Lindsay, I wonder what options does David have left? Because if he's not willing to, you know, have a full apology and just kind of like make amends and do the whole, you know, humiliating thing 
where you you say you're sorry and 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 you know uh, kiss the ring, then really you're left with no other options. Uh, there's no way in my mind if he continues down this route that he could go back to being proclaimed a hero within the LGBT community. And so it makes me wonder what options does he have left? Well, Cosman, the CEO of Out TV said in a statement to True North that it's true that Olten's show is no longer on the Out TV network. They said we can confirm David Olten's self-produced series Face to Face with David is no longer on Out TV in Canada and North America. The series is still available on other broadcasters. However, we have chosen to discontinue airing the series due to the focus of some of the episodes as well as declining viewership. Actually, some of our listeners may remember when Jamil Giovanni launched a lawsuit against Bell Media when they canceled his talk show um, that was on the radio. And that was essentially over his views on racial relations in Canada. I suppose Giovanni, who was a conservative activist, and now he's running in a by-election for the Conservative Party of Canada in the riding of Durham. But back when he was a radio host, I guess he's arguing that the radio station wanted him to express certain views on race and ethnicity and other matters and they wanted him to be the voice of DEI the DEI industry diversity equity and inclusion and he wasn't and I remember the radio station when they canceled his show they also kind of said something about how it it was having declining viewership or viewership issues and it's a cop-out um but Interestingly, this Out TV official does say that the reason they've chosen to discontinue airing David Olten's show is because of the focus of some of the episodes. So it could be a matter of um, what viewpoints Olten is expressing or what kind of guests he's having. And it's there could be legal recourse there. Maybe a lawyer will approach Olten and want to work with him. Students at the University of Waterloo discovered that they had been subjected to facial recognition technology without their consent after a vending machine malfunctioned earlier this month. A snack dispenser showed an error message that read invenda.vending.facialrecognition.app.exe on its screen. Students were not asked permission to have their faces scanned, nor were they made aware of the facial recognition technology prior to using the machine, which was monitoring their movements and purchases. This is completely unacceptable, former Privacy Commissioner of Ontario Anne Kavukian told True North, who authorized the use of facial recognition in a vending machine, clearly without the consent of the individuals whose faces were being captured. The impact of this unauthorized access to such sensitive personal data is extensive, not only to privacy, but extending to identity theft, etc. Kavukian is now the executive director of Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. The company that produces the machines, Invenda, claims that its demographic detection software is compliant with the European Union's general data protection regulation laws and that the company is open about its surveillance. Invenda claims that the technology is used to determine the age and gender of customers. However, it remains to be confirmed whether or not the use of this technology is in line with Canadian privacy laws. Canadian Tire broke privacy laws in BC last April after the company was found to be using facial recognition technology without notifying customers. The province's privacy commissioner 
said that the retailer failed to show sufficient reasoning for collecting facial data, even if they had asked customers permission beforehand. Well, Cosman, you are an alumni of the University of Waterloo. Is removing the vending machines good enough on the part of the university? Absolutely not. I think students must demand an explanation. Did the university know about this beforehand? Were these machines vetted before they were put into common areas in which uh, students had access? So it's the university's response isn't really fulsome. It doesn't provide details. They just said, oh, this happened. We're going to take care of it. The machines are going to be disabled and we're going to get rid of them eventually. But nobody is really held responsible. And we're talking here about a violation of privacy and privacy of students. And it, it affects the trust that students have in the institution uh, to which they're putting a lot of money into. Like university degrees are not cheap these days. A notable aspect of this story for me, Cosman, is how it was first covered in a student newspaper at the University of Waterloo called Math News. So they picked up from a Reddit post. Someone on Reddit first posted about this error that they saw in the vending machine. And then um, a student named River Stanley wrote an article for Math News. And now the story is being picked up by Wired, by Business Insider. So good on these student journalists for investigating the situation. Facing a surge in illegal crossings at the Canada-United States border, American officials are pressing Canada to impose visa requirements on Mexican visitors. According to the Wall Street Journal, U.S. officials have been expressing concerns to Canada over refugee and asylum seekers jumping the Canadian border as a gateway into the country, circumventing the United States's stricter southwestern border. The escalating situation has drawn the attention of presidential candidates, with Nikki Haley advocating for heightened scrutiny of the northern crossing during a recent visit to New Hampshire. Former Republican contender Vivek Ramaswamy has also called for a border wall with Canada. The influx of migrants intercepted at the U.S.-Canada border has prompted Washington to ramp up pressure to mandate Mexican visitors to acquire visas, but the Liberal government in Ottawa has yet to show any signs it would reimpose a visa requirement. The lifting of traditional visa requirements on December 1, 2016, enabled Mexican citizens to opt for a $7 electronic travel authorization, or ETA, a process taking only minutes to complete to gain entry into Canada. Confirming ongoing discussions, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas stated that the U.S. has been engaging with Canadian authorities on this matter. However, Canada remains cautious about revealing any new restrictions prematurely, fearing a potential surge of border traffic that border officers are ill-equipped to handle. So, Lindsay, U.S. authorities are obviously very concerned here, but what sorts of numbers are we talking about? Right, Cosman. So people might hear about, okay, Mexicans flying to Canada and then walking into the U.S. Okay, maybe a couple people will do this, but this surely can't be a big issue. But it turns out that it's a very recent issue and the numbers are pretty high. The U.S. Border Patrol detained more than 10,000 migrants. Um, at the Canada-U.S. border last year. 
and that was five times as many as in 2022. The Montreal airport said that in 2023, they received 25,755 asylum claims. So this is people who are arriving at the airport and then the second they land, they claim asylum. Um, So that figure is 25,755. Whereas in 2022, it was 11,665. And perhaps some of our listeners caught this segment that was on Global News about three weeks ago. It's titled Asylum Seekers from Mexico Arrive in Record Numbers at Montreal Trudeau's Airport. And it's just a two and a half minute segment on YouTube. But you see this man from Mexico who they interview and he's just getting off his flight. He's arrived at the Montreal airport and he's so, he looks so sleek. He's so well-dressed and he's basically telling the global news reporter, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Like we've heard about um, how welcoming Canada is. Um, and you know, the, the what he's really saying is it's easy to claim refugee status here. And so he probably figures why not. And I'd just like to uh, remind our listeners that we actually confronted the Trudeau government about this in 2022 when a report emerged that um, major cartels in Mexico have come to dominate the trafficking of fentanyl and other deadly drugs into North America. And they've been taking advantage of some of these leniencies uh, along the Canadian border. And the Trudeau government, particularly uh, Immigration, Refugees, and Citizenship Canada, told us that they will continue to stick by their decision to get rid of this visa requirement. I think right now the Trudeau government is facing a situation where they're renegotiating the USMCA, uh, which replaced the NAFTA deal, and the Americans are pressuring them to make certain commitments, and I believe this is probably one of them. They, they want to see uh, some security at their border with Canada because the situation in the South is just a complete mess, and I don't see how they can fight this war against immigration on two fronts. Um, obviously, the Biden administration isn't interested in even dealing with the issue in the South, but it would just become so much worse if it's coming from the North as well. And not only that, but the threat to Canada's sovereignty and, and just the immigration system at large is huge because we just have people flying in by the thousands, as Lindsay mentioned, and they're just coming here assuming that the Canadian government will grant them uh, asylum status, and they're probably right with the current government in power. That's it for today, folks, and make sure to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. 